You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complementary practitioners, therapists and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding and this week we're talking about how you can stop confusing people with jargon but start to find clients with really clear messaging. And before we start, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've had a bit of a brand refresh and the podcast cover is one of the first bits of artwork that I've updated. And my designer, Tracy, has been working really hard on giving everything a nice, fresh new look. So that's going to be rolling out over the next few weeks, probably few months, because there's quite a lot to do. But I'm super excited about it. So if you get a second, check it out, see what you think. I'd love to know. So on with today's show. So I've just finished running a workshop for a register of practitioners. And it was all about niching and their ideal client avatar and their messaging. And when I was doing some research into what I was going to talk about and what I was going to set up, I was looking around on LinkedIn and it has so many different practitioners from different backgrounds there with all sorts of weird and wonderful profiles. But what I noticed is the vast majority really focused on either their discipline or collection of disciplines or they'd use this kind of jargon or sort of words that no one would really get what they did or how they help people. So here are the sort of things I mean. So a transformational coach helping you achieve authentic confidence. Well, who's the client in this and what's authentic confidence? And it's all a bit kind of woolly. No one really knows what they do. How about energy medicine and sound healing specialist? Well, again, I've got quite a good idea of a lot of the disciplines because of my client base, but people out there won't get that. They won't understand what you do and how you help someone. So again, it's very vague and it's not something that people will remember. How about healthpreneur, consultant and speaker? Again, what the hell does that mean? Or holistic therapist helping you find your sparkle. Okay, what's your sparkle? What does that mean? Have you got a bit of a cleaning thing? Or is it you want your eyes to sparkle, your skin? What, What does that mean? Or you'll get some people that just literally list themselves as intuitive healer. Again, the public don't know what this means. You might know, your peers, your colleagues might know, but most people don't. So this is a real problem. And if you think about it, when people are looking for help, when they're looking for solutions for their problems, they're busy. They don't want to have to think about it and research things. They want to look, understand if you can help them, and then decide if you're the right person for them. So the problem with these types of descriptions that people give themselves is they're actually just confusing people and they're getting in the way of finding clients. 
So when you train as a practitioner, it actually teaches you to use jargon because you need to be able to demonstrate you understand the topic, you understand the specialities within that and how they're phrased and the words that are used. And that's what you would use with your colleges and your schools and your peers and your trainers. And it's appropriate to know that language. It's appropriate to use it in that situation. And you'd probably be ridiculed if you didn't. But the problem is, is that doesn't then translate outside of your training establishment or outside of your register. And outside, simple rules, full stop. There's no doubt about it. The more you can make things simple for people, the better. So we all kind of get caught up in our little world sometimes. And sometimes that technical talk sounds impressive, but it really isn't if people don't get it. And you might know what you mean, but nobody else does. So they're certainly not going to be able to share what you do with other people. They're certainly not going to be able to recommend you. So if you are using very kind of technical jargon or very long phrases and complicated words, people might be a bit embarrassed to ask what that actually means. And I've certainly done this. I'm not known for having the best English skills. Maths and art were my things at school. And although my English is okay, it's one of the things that sometimes long and complicated words trip me up. And I've been embarrassed in the past to sort of say to someone, oh, could you explain what that means? Or what, could you describe that again? Because I feel ashamed that I'm not as educated. So why are you doing that to your clients? Are you making them feel embarrassed about not understanding? And actually what that's going to do is that's going to move them away from working with you. And they're not going to have the confidence that they can work with you and you're the right person for them. And keeping the language simple is so important, especially when it comes to your marketing, because people want to just plain and simply understand how you can help them. So here are a few ways that you can avoid using jargon. Firstly, have a really simple way to describe what you do. This is called your marketing message. Some people call it a help statement or an elevator pitch, but it's a really short, sweet description of who you help, what their struggles are, what the results they can expect, how you do it. It's really simple. And I'll put a link in the show notes. I've done an article on how you can write your marketing message. But part of this is picking words you'd use if you were describing what you do to a child or to your grandmother, because you want to make it understandable and you want to make it repeatable. So this is the way forward. If you want people to get what you do, have a really simple marketing message. The next thing is just to avoid jargon and especially kind of technical words and terms and phrases that are to do with your topic, your subject. If you don't know it well enough to describe it simply, you've got to find a way to do this. Because if someone doesn't speak that same language, that same jargon as you, it can just seem like gobbledygook to them. 
And if you're struggling to find words to replace some of the jargon, start with Googling it, do some research or use a thesaurus, anything to help you find easy words that people will get. And if you do have to use these technical terms, make sure you spell out exactly what they mean for people so that it's not open to interpretation. Another great thing to do is to use stories. Stories and metaphors are how we've passed information down through the generations. They're memorable. People love a story and a story is something that sticks in people's minds. So use these to demonstrate ideas and concepts and things like that because we're naturally drawn to stories and to listening to them. And my final thought is, if you're not sure if something's clear, if it's understandable, get a second opinion. Get a second opinion on your marketing message. Does someone who is not related to what you do, isn't one of your peers, do they understand this? Um, Also, if you're writing important copy for your website or for something else, get a second opinion on that because You want to make it easy for your potential clients to find you and to understand that you're the right person for them. So especially with the kind of important copy like sales pages, get somebody else to give you a second opinion. I do this with all my copy still because I get stuck inside my own head and use technical words or jargon that maybe I think are normal, but aren't because we get used to using them. So just get someone to give it a read over and make sure that it's understandable. So ultimately, it comes down to the fact that simple is best. So if you're struggling with your messaging and really keeping it simple, why not book a discovery call with me and find out how I can help you hone that message and start to find clients? So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and for a full blog post, for show notes, for links, visit helenharding.co.uk and you can find it on the blog and podcast section. This is uh, podcast 55. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed and you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a review because it's really going to help the show to get found. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, come and join me in our Facebook group, Holistic Business Matters, and join our community of like-minded practitioners, coaches, and therapists, and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way.